how we're doing it. We're just going to how... start it like this. This is how we do it. Who was that? Montel that was Jordan. Montel Jordan. Yes, it was. Wow. And we are Darwin's Family Crest with uh, Derek and Jeremy. And what are we getting into tonight? Well, I'm feeling a little nostalgic tonight, my friend. So we're going to get into childhood. And we're going to get into... Um, some of the things that uh, we hold near and dear now because there's been enough separation, if you will, from uh, from from the, the silly things that we actually used to do. Um, and we can look <laughs> back there's because there's been enough time to look only to only look back fondly. Yeah. At some stuff, um, because from what I from what I understand, um and this may be breaking news, and I hope it's not, but I kind of think it might be. But I heard you've done some stupid shit as a kid. <laughs> Couple things, once or twice, yeah. Sure. So um, maybe we can, maybe we can low light, or maybe we can highlight. I don't, I don't know if there's a specific direction to go in at this point. Um, <laughs> Throw some shit I, at the wall, hope something sticks. Well, I mean, I feel like that's why my basement smells the way that it does. So, um, because I, I don't know if it's ideas or if it is, um, uh, litter, um, and cat turds. So, um, I was saying to you the other day, one of the most ridiculous things came back to me. I, uh, I was a big WWF fan back in the day, and I'm not sure if people beside you remember Money Incorporated. It was, uh, Mike Rotundo, who went by IRS with that's a just a brilliant fucking moniker for him. And uh, Ted DiBiase, a million dollar man, went by Money Incorporated. And that was with uh, Virgil, too, by the way, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 for a while till he became money hungry, crazy guy. But that's fair, that's fair. And uh, and I, I we're gonna, I, I'm I, I that pool with Mike Rotundo is wonderful because. I actually was one of the I was one of those those humans that actually know that IRS stand stood for Irwin R. Scheister. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, because I, uh, I I too played the uh, the, the WWF. Um, uh, uh, I, I guess it was a bit on Genesis or probably uh, PlayStation or I'm sorry, uh, Nintendo's um, uh, Super Nintendo Super at that Nintendo. point. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, back to Money, Inc., though. This is oh, yeah, money. This, money, I, Inc. I live oh, my money. God. Oh, my God. So um, they used to carry what I think it was the precursor to the Money in the Bank briefcase, just this steel briefcase that they would carry to the ring. And, you know, they were constantly heels. So, you know, they were using that on people's fucking skulls and stuff. And I got it in my head at about eight or nine years old that a briefcase was the coolest fucking way I could take my books to school. And <laughs> only it's only cool in the rose tinted uh, glasses of nostalgia, because looking back, man, I can't believe I didn't catch a bunch of beatings off of that one. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just like second or third grade. It was until sixth grade, man. I <laughs> when, so um, rather than a middle school at our school, we would go kindergarten to uh, sixth and then seventh through twelfth was in the high school. There was no like middle school or anything. So I was going to have to move on to the next school. And I decided that was a good time to part ways with my 
faggotry. <laughs> that's interesting. That's that's an interesting. I, I I would I would hope that you actually remind me to um uh to to bring that up later with the uh the school transitioning because I that's a that could that's a whole other kettle of worms where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, uh even even with the just I mean there's just there's barely uh, 180 miles I would say but it's yeah. it's enough. It's enough. And yeah, it's, it was wild too because like you'd have 12 year olds in the same school with 18 year olds, you know, and it just, it made for some interesting interactions with kids way older than you, you know? Yeah. Um, I, at least, at least I know that, you know, you probably had to have gotten at, at least a few really decent shots in if you were putting phone books in, uh, that briefcase the way that I know Money Inc. was doing. <laughs> No, no, I never hit anybody with it besides maybe my poor brother, Jason. He probably was struck multiple times with it. But, uh, yeah, he was my partner in crime growing up. Well, that's, it, that's only fire at that point. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what better, what better way to test it out than on your poor sibling, you know? No, that's fair. Um, you know, and it, I could – you know, I, I guess I can reflect, reflect kind of, I mean, I don't know if, I, I don't know if anything could really parallel as being similar to that. Um, I, I, but I, I had a, I had like a couple of shortcomings. Um, I went through a very awkward midlife crisis, um, transitioning from eighth grade to ninth grade because, um, uh, Growing up where I did, we did K through five. We did uh, a middle school, which consisted of six through eight, and then a high school, which consisted of nine through 12. And there was um, there was a progressive unity uh, as you went up in grades. So there were and, and there still are there are still in where like where where I'm from. Which is again, it's it's just south of Harrisburg, PA. Um, there are uh, several elementary schools and um, uh, equivalents at that point. Um, you know, if if you uh, choose to, um, you know, uh, introduce religion in some ways. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll touch on that at some bit some point uh, too. But uh, uh, you know there uh, you know St. Pat's I think offers up to third grade. Um, I um, I didn't receive that because I was getting I was on the weekend plan uh, for religion. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> so, um, but uh, at eighth grade, at eighth grade, I realized that like um, you know it was it, for some reason it was okay for me to be just who I am for uh, for the first I, I don't know. Like, I guess, fifth, like 14, 15 years, um, you know, struggling with some of the same stuff that a lot of kids go through now. Um, um, I hide it like you would not believe, but I stuttered um, for a huge chunk of my time uh, uh, living like like just ashamed of it in a way. Um, I go to great lengths to actually uh, beat that down. And uh, this is one of my exercises that actually allows me to um, uh kind of uh i guess more or less demonstrate the moves that i've made uh yeah. the the growth at this point so if i'm if i'm willing to uh put this out to the world i suppose i'm willing to um put it behind you 
Yeah, it's a, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're sort of, there's only one direction in this point and it's forward. So, um, but for some reason at 14, um, in this, the summer of my 14th year of all times, 14th or 15th year, um, I don't know, but it was after eighth grade had ended and, uh, it was, the eighth grade was weird. It was sort of tumultuous, but, uh, 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 ninth grade brought a whole new level of anxiety for me. And I had this weird feeling for some reason that if I, when I was entering high school, I needed to either be a skater or a jock whenever I grew up. And I don't know. I, I mean, our, our fan base may not have any idea, um, the need for that kind of dichotomy. Um, yeah. but there was, there was a serious push and, like my body type, like I, I when I was in eighth grade, um, I, I was six three, 145 pounds, and um, not fast enough to make a basketball team. Um, yep. Same. <laughs> right. So um, I was like, okay, well, you know, I have limitations, um, but I have slightly disposable income, and I can buy flannel and corduroys like anybody else can. Yep. So um, I sort of kind of picked a path, if you will. And I, 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 I really hurt uh, for anyone that, that has to sort of limit their choices in that way. Like, I don't know, does that land in any way? Because yeah, like, that's, it does a hundred percent. That seems so wonky and destructive whenever I put it out there. Like, no, that's the way our generation grew up. It was, you know, you had the freaks or the geeks or the, the jocks pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, I was definitely fr- flying my freak flag the whole time too. I was not in sports other than Magic the Gathering and video games, but, you know. That's super brave. That's super brave to, to actually uh, uh, put magic in sports. Uh, in, <laughs> the Lakers. Um, yeah. That's, that, that's wild times right there, friend. Um, but I mean, and it's weird because like I found adversity in, in both aspects because um, I, I, you know, in ninth grade, I actually did go out for, you know, for, for JV, you know, I figured let's, let's, let's aim low, you know? And like, I was like, you know, I, they stuck me underneath the basket because I was taller than everybody else. Yep. And, um, I was also not willing to, uh, take charges or get my feet stepped on because unfortunately, um, it's, it's, um, uh, <laughs> you start paying extra money whenever your foot size hits 12, whenever yep. you're, uh, whenever you're, uh, you're, you're, you're 14 years old or 15 years old. So, um, I, I mean, and then again, I, I should say like, I, I was, a, I had a great jump shot, but I, I kind of picked the, the skater route, um, because, um, uh, the pennies near my house had my inseam length, I guess. And, Fuck yeah. you know, I, 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 um, I, I found a pair of, I found a pair of blue vans, uh, that worked out really good. And, um, I, I, uh, I ended up buying a toy machine board that had an eight and a quarter, uh, length, which it was great for rails, but it was terrible for flips. Yeah. Uh, so I ate a lot of shit too. Uh, <laughs> I can, I know, I'm sure you can imagine, but, oh, yeah. but you referenced something. So, uh, you brought up, you brought up how, uh, we all needed, um, you know, when we face these, this adversity, 
um, of, of having a choice put in front of us here. Um, you brought up video games, and um, I have to uh, kind of discuss some common practice here, um, at least in at least in my life. And it was something that I I don't know where I would be if I hadn't went through this whole like this whole process. Um, and that's arcades um, in in the in the early '90s, uh, late '80s, early '90s. Um, I was I I was an arcade kid. I would spend i mean just an unfathomable amount of money on uh i mean and it wasn't i mean i'm and i'm and i i say that over a lifetime like i'm not saying that i would have a mint if i would have never known what an arcade was yeah, but I the, get you. right like at the same time i mean there's a pretty good chance that my car would be paid off <laughs> if, if if i hadn't have ever figured out what an arcade was yep. now now we talked about the differences in the schools and stuff like that. Were uh, were arcades super popular with uh, uh like I mean because again we're 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 about two years apart. I would say two grades apart, but like I mean less like like less than eighteen months. Yeah. Uh, wise, like uh, they they how- were, but I was a little further away from them, so it was fewer and far between that I would get to the mall or uh, they had a. Samurai Showdown for years. They had a Samurai Showdown machine in the Ames in Huntingdon. And, oh, my God, I used so many quarters on that game. I fucking loved arcade games. I, I I think the only one I ever beat, though, from probably $20 in quarters was the Simpsons arcade game. You picked a good one, though. You, it was you, fucking you, awesome. You picked a damn fine game to beat with $20. I, I, um... I, I admire that. Um, mine, however, was it was literally right down the road. I mean, I had two in my town. That's awesome. And, yeah, and and there were, I mean, and I I I, I, resi- I, I sort of resigned to say that like there was a there was sort of a kitty arcade, and then you realize that that like as you got older, you kind of graduated to yeah. like the like the older arcade, if you will. Yeah. And um. Like I mean, for our younger fans and and that kind of thing, for Darwin's Family Crest, I don't I don't want to alienate anyone. So uh, the, the, I'm not saying that like like arcades are not what Dave and Buster's put out. Okay, arcades are were the only way that you could play the newest games that were out at that yeah. point. Yeah, and they that, were better than the consoles and everything at that point. They were far and away better and and it was it was sort of a uh, you sort of you kind of it was sort of like a like you would be you'd be able to you would have these milestones you would have these like you would draw lines in the sand like if you cut your teeth enough like there was sort of a status and that's weird to say something like that because i i mean and to be fair, I, I maybe I should preface this. Um, I am an ultra like I, I'm an ultra competitive person. Um, I I will I will I will go ahead and let you know that prior to the recording of this episode of Darwin's Family Crest, I was actually playing my wife in a game of pool, and <laughs> um, I actually we were tied um, when my note session was supposed to go off, and I wanted to shoot another round so we weren't at very least tied <laughs> and 
Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we dig deep for content at times, but that is goddamn dead truth. Yeah. I, I'm kidding you. Um, uh, you're looking at a guy that used to try to corral people in um, 10 years ago um, uh, for uh, to get to get new teams for beer pong. Um, I, I just I I thrive um, whenever there's something on the line. And I don't know if that's a wiring thing. Uh, and I don't know if I radiate that, but I mean, how are you with competition? Are you a, uh, are you a competitive guy in terms of, I, in terms of things like, I mean, I, I tell myself I'm not, but I totally am. I mean, I, uh, I recently started realizing because I've been doing it for several months, I'm tracking my achievement, my gamer score versus other friends on Xbox live. And you know, back in our day, we didn't even have fucking achievements, but now it's like, all right, I'm, I got a steady lead. I got 1500 more points this month than anybody else. I'm the winner, you know? And it's like, what the fuck am I winning? I'm not winning anything. Send me a pair of Jenko jeans or something. <laughs> well, you should feel like you're winning because you have eight times the points that I have, the gamer points that I have. And I'm pretty sure we got on at the same time. Yeah. So, like, I mean, and again, I'm I'm not endorsing here, but like, I listen, audience, fucking, like our friend here, our 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 partner Jeremy has seventy two thousand gamer points on on a on on Xbox Live, and like that's that's that number is under what he actually has, and and I'm I'm being a jerk about it because I have eight times or eight like divide that number by eight and I'm somewhere near that. <laughs> and yeah but and, they're and, not they're I, like they're like imaginary points though they don't count for shit you know whatever they gave they they gave you an xp boner but to bring it up so i mean yeah, this, like right it's i mean like what is competition if it doesn't mean something to you yeah yeah you're absolutely right i just wish uh i don't know to get that many points, I had to spend a fuck ton of money on games. I wish there was some sort of kickback, you know? Well, okay. So, I mean, but yeah, but you're talking about spending money, all right? And mm-hmm. and and I'm sure that, I mean, again, because we, you know, we talked about logging money into arcades and that kind of thing. I And, you know, there are games, like, there are games that actually molded my childhood. And you're talking about dumping money into things. I, I I mean, and when we say that the the times that we grew up in, the arcades actually provided the best games. I mean, we're not lying here because because oh, the, no. the the uh, the arcades technically these days actually provide a a pretty shitty experience if you want to talk about um like what what a home game. I mean, because I, again, we we. We talked about Sekiro, um, and I apologize for my butchering of the pronunciation in the previous episodes. No, I don't know that I'm saying it right, so it's all good. (laughs) But I I mean, like that game, that game could not exist in a in an arcade, Um, not in the 90s, not now, not ever. It just could. I mean, not without a credit card on file or or exactly. Yeah. Or or a website that. you know, that, you know, a PayPal, if you will. Um, well, well, what was your drug of choice as far as the best cabinet you ever played? You're, I mean, 
we could talk in terms of accomplishment. We could talk in terms of gratification. Um, All right, let's start there. What was the most gratifying arcade experience you ever had? Playing Killer Instinct um, whenever it first came out. Um, uh, I mean, and because we're talking about um, like – this is the this uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of like set a um, uh, like set a platform here. So so Killer Instinct in the arcade came out somewhere around the same time. I was going to say it was parallel to Mortal Kombat, I think. Like yes, right, they was, developing them the same time. Yes, it was after one. It was before two. It was as popular as two, even after even though it had come out like similar like at, at a similar time like i, I mean even though uh, mortal Kombat had mk2 had come out prior to yeah. that um and i think it was um i i, I think it was because there's when you go to an arcade and you were playing against someone because you're that's that's the that's where the arcade um uh experience completely differs from how things are nowadays because if you want to experience things nowadays you can download the newest game I mean, I, I, literally, you can have it three hours after it came out, as yep. long as you're downloading it from like like from the X from the Xbox or onto the Xbox or onto your PS4, yep. um, you know, or I guess I guess the upcoming PS5. Um, I heard that's coming out as well. Yeah, I um, didn't see much about it, but yeah, I saw that too. I'll end yeah. up with it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and those, you know, there there's a lot of you know there's a lot of highlights. I mean, I'm surprised it took them uh, as long as it did to get to backwards compatibility, uh, compatibility but um, I, as it, the way it looks, it's going to beat the pants off anything that Xbox has got out right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I would, I would say it's, um, it's in, um, it, it was at the draw. It, like there were times that, that if there were 20 people in the, uh, in the arcade, 17 of them were standing around the two people that were playing, uh, Killer Instinct. And it, and it, as a, as a 12 or 13 year old, like, I, I, to see quarters up to play you like like yep. at a you know at a cheap bar you know to play to you know to to, to get on to try to beat the pool shark that's there. Damn, there's nothing there. similar anymore. There's nothing right. similar. I guess pool not, like you said, but does, I mean yeah, it doesn't exist. I mean like if you if you've got a couple of, if you've got quarters that run between the dots, then yeah, I guess you got a pretty good run going on. Yeah. But you know, there's like for someone who has a a rigid like a super rigid competitive edge there wasn't anything better than running like combo after combo and just handing out like handing out these l's in public like especially for for a kid that didn't have to talk like i didn't have to say anything like i i carried a lot of like i don't know I, i mean it wasn't it wasn't necessarily shame but like i wasn't proud necessarily that like like i couldn't like this was the only way that I could kind of like like demonstrate assertiveness over anybody, yeah. but like because most, most people could just like say, oh man, like this kid fucking stutters, go after the the fucking kid that stutters. That's what you do, you know, easy target, right? Um, I wasn't in the arcade, yeah. and I think the same thing can be said about um like I mean most of the Mortal Kombat's I was I was pretty gangster at, um. A lot of uh, quite a few of the Tekkens, I think up to three, um, I, maybe four, um, 
uh, if anybody knows who Eddie Gordo is, um, I, I, I was, I was, uh, I was able to uh, counter a lot of the Eddie Gordo shit. Um, King, all was, King was my dude. Oh my god. King would counter all the shit that that Eddie Gordo did. So yep. like he he would like like he would start spinning around and shit and and uh, Eddie Gordo or uh, King would just pump handle slam his ass. Yep. And then he would Lay be all down. Stupid. Yeah. That you could just then yeah you could just like like tie moves together. It's it's sort of I guess it sort of leaks into this because. There's a again, there is a super social aspect to arcades where like where like you can actually develop a an appreciation for how for how somebody plays, for how somebody like they you can tell if they put their time in, if they put their money into the machine, if they're if they're keeping the arcade open, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like it like there's a um you know, there's an elegance to uh, being able to hit hundred after hundred in ski ball, I guess. Yep. Um, you know, uh, and, and again, I, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm sort of, I mean, I'm sort of missing that in competitive gaming nowadays. And it's, it's so, it's, I mean, it's, it's just, it seems to be so muted, um, because you seem to be bothered by the players that you're playing against. I mean, I, I guess, I guess this is, this is a tough toss, but like, I mean, do you want to like, can you expound, uh, in terms of, how things have, I guess, gotten to this point in terms of like th- you're taking the like the best games that are out there at this mm-hmm. point now, yeah. and instead of cutting your teeth in a in a local setting and in a in a in a like in a in a in a social setting and being able to talk through stuff, you can sit in front of your preferred console. Yep. I mean, you can just you can just grind away hours. You can grind away time. You can grind away, um, you know, I, I guess a, a, apparently relationships because I, again, I, I, you know, some of my, I swear to God, some of my best friends I respect because I've played against them in an arcade, and that seems wonky. It seems weird to say, but like at least I know what no. I can expect. That was our generation's Xbox Live, and I mean, for as cool as Xbox Live is, because it set the benchmark. I mean, it's it's just unreal. We can in real time play people from around the world and get called faggot by them, but you know, it's um, I don't know. I just continue i feel like i just hit a wall i don't know what i'm trying to get at it feels like it it stole the life out of the arcade you know what i mean right and there was a transition that i don't remember being a part of okay because now there is a i mean there's there's a line of competitive gaming that's out there and um you know every once in a while there you know you'll get You'll get because we're up to. I mean, I'm seeing trailers for MK11 at this point, uh-huh. and and uh, I think Dead or Dead or Alive Six just came out, and I'm sure there's going to be competition based um, based off of that. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know if it's going to hit any of the E series and stuff like that, but um, you brought up Xbox Live, and it's I, I guess it's I guess it's worth. You know, I, I, I guess it's worth talking about because I think I think online shooters have sort of dominated um, the the level of competition. Um, yeah. I, in the in the in the new like 
like in the new realm of things. So, um, Christ in the days know, of arcades, they were damn near non-existent. We had like the rail shooters, like house of the dead and house of the dead. Yeah. What else? What else was like that? Uh, time, co- time fighter, time, time, something. Yeah. Do you, do you remember area 51? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then that brings up revolution X, I think the Aerosmith turd. What yes. was it? Revolution yeah. X. That sounds right. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause I actually remember the, um, you remember there was a Terminator two judgment day. Um, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the red, uh, yeah, the red and blue, um, uh, some machine guns that you yeah. were offered. And, uh, um, you know, where, where you would, you would shoot a robot a couple times in the head and he would just still stand there and, uh, I guess <laughs> uh, cause a bunch of damage. Yep. But, um, let's, uh, I, I guess, I guess that's, that's kind of quality morph back into, um, a, 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 an area where, uh, you know, anybody born in the nineties was, uh, uh, not an infant. Um, let's, let's discuss, okay, your online shooter. Let's, um, where did where did your online shooter life start uh, in terms of um, oh as far like, as the online ones because I was gonna yeah. say I, I cut my teeth with Wolfenstein and shit but um online was Modern Warfare two is when it finally permeated me because I was trying to hold on I didn't really play Modern Warfare the first one but Modern Warfare two was pretty much okay well. I'm not the best at this and I'm not the hugest fan of the speed and everything, but everybody's playing this. So I guess modern warfare two is as good as anything else. Yeah. Um, and now was that a, um, I mean, I assume that was PlayStation, right? Um, yes. Yeah. It was PS three. Okay. Uh, now was that because, um, did you miss, like, did you miss the halo, the halo sweep? that everybody kind of I, I did and I didn't I I still do this I go through uh console generations where I pretty much I'll completely skip Xbox and then uh towards the end of the life cycle I'll jump on the Xbox and then the new system comes out etc you know so I can play all the exclusives and stuff but uh yeah I played I remember wishing that Halo 1 had online multiplayer. And I guess as I'm saying it, I played the living shit out of 2 and 3. Does that predate Modern Warfare 2? It must. Uh, I I am actually the wrong guy to ask uh, because uh, I I know, again, here we go with some uh, Darwin's Family Crest full exclosure. Um, One of your co-hosts has never actually played a Call of Duty game ever. Wow. Not even one. That's, Not even a little bit. That's impressive. I don't know that it is. Why? Uh, Why? I, I, I guess um I guess my slant for I, I I never needed an online component uh for video games. Uh and it usually it usually boiled down to a time crunch, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, uh I, and again allow me to just reference i came from an arcade standpoint so i realized that the ultimate level of of um of practice uh can eventually start at home because again you know I, there's there's a point where 
you know, I would say easily because the, I believe the first Halo came out for Xbox in 2004. And that sounds about right. Yeah. I'm almost positive that it's right because it was, it was a Genesis. It was, it was definitely a Genesis game it was within the first 10 games that was, that was created for the Xbox. And I think the Xbox came out summer or like spring or summer of 2004. And I definitely had one because I was super tapped out um, uh, from Sony because I, I actually technically it was because of uh a, a, a Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, number that I ran, I ran way up because I had a PlayStation 2 and I created a combo that was like somewhere near 600,000. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I sort of lost respect for the game because, um, uh, never mind, never mind the, the, uh, the incredibility of, of that particular, um, uh, sidebar, a- sidebar, real yeah. quick. Was Tony Hawk Pro Skater or the soundtrack to said game better? Because I think it was the soundtrack. Those soundtracks were sick. It's crazy that you bring that up because I couldn't make a very similar argument for Madden. Yeah. Because because I I have to tell you that I have bought probably well I mean it's it's almost it's got to be close to two dozen albums. Based yeah. on songs that I have heard from from off the Madden soundtrack, I, I I have to think that SquareSoft and EA Sports back in the day, my God, they were in business with the devil because they sold a lot of video games and they sold a lot of music. Oh yeah, put together, it is so gangster how how music and video games like fuel the soul do you remember the first time you figured out if you put the tony hawk disc in your cd player it would play the soundtrack how fucking <laughs> rad was that because the ps1 the ps1 had the black face on it i'm like i'm probably gonna screw up my cd player but i tried it and it worked and it's like this is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah i, I it's crazy because i had a um i had a pretty regular rotation because uh, i i had a um i had a sony um uh, a, a, like a sony like home like home entertainment system and stuff like that it had a five disc changer yeah. and um, i i couldn't stand changing that thing and it's weird because there were times that i would power up the computer just to listen to the soundtrack yep. because it would read i mean it would read as a cd if i didn't yep. power up, if I, if i didn't power up the the game if i didn't start the game i didn't have to do shit yep so um yeah, it's it's wild. It's and it again, it's it is so it's so crazy because again, there's a lot of things that that um like this generation. I mean, because because of the like the having so much at your fingertip, um that like there was a duality in these games and it's crazy. I was talking to my kid the other day about how good the Madden 2005 soundtrack was, and it's odd because. I, again, I know you're not a uh, super like a super sports buff here at this point, yeah, but yeah. I, I'd be I'd be remiss if I said that Michael Vick was probably the in two in the in Madden 2005 was probably the most unstoppable force. Yeah. Any game ever, and I'm talking about like even when Goro went to like the console, like like who was it in Tecmo Bowl? Bo Jackson. <laughs> That was invincible. I think it was Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. That's a that is a phenomenal parallel. 
fucking um, yeah that's that's what came to mind right away what was it you went as long as you went up i think if yeah. you go up the full way you could get a touchdown from the other end zone it was crazy yeah because like i don't think i don't i don't think but i don't think the uh, they let the bo jackson uh 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 black and gray black and silver square run out of bounds so you could just run up until uh, until like it would stop and he would run towards the sidelines but never got bounds like <laughs> because Sorry. i mean i, I no, derailed no. you again <laughs> no it's okay because we can we can uh i, I mean I, again i i would love to have him as a as a guest uh but i have for the life of me i have no idea how to get a hold of brian bosworth but uh i'm pretty sure brian bosworth would be able to, to atone the fact that bo jackson has never run out of bounds one minute in his life yeah um but uh i uh i, I guess i guess i sort of digress here a little bit because um you know the online shooters nowadays they are they're so prominent um and you know there's i i you know i uh, there's there you know uh, you know i i don't i'm not a twitch guy you know i i i don't need any more i i don't think i need any more actual like social media outlets i mean yeah. i do hope that we can drum up um enough uh um you know and, and uh, you know enough of a following to uh to create um you know, a Darwin's family quest, uh, 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 crest fit, uh, Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's, you know, like I said, let's, let's hopefully start getting these follows here. Um, and, um, I, the big part of that though, is once we get this bitch on iTunes, it's going to take off. That's, that's a hell of a wall. And I ran into my first rejection thing from Apple because they're, they, I don't know what the hell they thought the feed wasn't full enough, but, uh, as soon as we pound out a couple more of these episodes, we'll be on iTunes and it's going to explode. Yeah, and far far be it for me to actually criticize a silly bot for uh, for uh, recognizing uh, what is clearly generational talent. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I digress slightly because I, I I realize that in this world you sort of need to be multifaceted. Uh, for instance, um, I, I you know I. My natural trade is in the kitchen. I've actually been uh, I've uh, uh, I've been in a professional kitchen for two decades, um, and uh, I uh, I only dabble at the uh, at the things I actually get paid for, which are uh, uh, working in a factory, um, and uh, uh, the the upcoming check that I hope to uh, to cash uh, as a as a uh, uh, podcast co-host. Hell yeah. Uh, However, um, I am endeavoring because I realize that um, uh, evolution is important, um, and there and I'm not alone. I, I have there are, there are human beings that are in my in my age range that realize that they need to reach um, another group. Uh, the first one I'll go ahead and outline is: um, Are you do you know I'm, you have to know who Harley Morenstein is, right? No, I don't. Okay, Harley Morenstein started a um, he started a YouTube channel called Epic Meal Time. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Okay, so Continue, uh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's uh, it's um you know at um you know if, if you're not of the faith, I can imagine that it's it's <laughs> tricky. Um, he's not in my tribe. Um, but uh, at the same time, he uh, you know again he. 
he uh, if it wasn't enough that he had an immensely pop popular YouTube channel uh, creating larger than life uh, kitchen cuisine. He also now is doing live online uh, uh, game streaming and, you know, God love him. He's he tries his mightiest. He does. He does. Like we all do. We all we're all just, you know, we're all just giving her out there because we will never be as good as a nine year old in Finland. No, uh, no my eyes are too old at this point. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, he's, he's carrying, he carries our weight. He carries our, you know, our life experience. Cause he is, he is in, uh, he's in our decade, uh, of, uh, of living, but, uh, he, and again, he, but he, he does, he streams and he gets, I just mean just live. He gets hundreds of thousands of live viewers watching him just given her. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. You know, I another guy, another guy that I that I, I have some respect for because of his journey is uh, Jason Muse uh, of uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, lore. Yeah, um, he he has also started a, uh, a Facebook channel where he plays Fortnite. And I hate to say it, but because he is Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, although I I don't have a whole lot for Fortnite. Yeah. Um, I've watched his channel and it's, it's weird because I actually have a cameo on, on one of his feeds. No shit. Uh, yeah. It's bonkers. I mean, it's weird because like he's, you know, he fucks my name up and a lot of people will, when you look at, you know, <laughs> when you look at a, a guy that has 18 digits in his name, I, that's you know, good shit. You should be checking my papers at this point. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he, because uh, I, I, you know, I asked him because I don't, I mean, I, I'm not sure where you're at with uh, with uh, the View Askew and the Kevin Smith sort of movies, but I know a lot of it. They're um they're they're filming or they just finished up, they just wrapped up uh, filming the Jay and Silent Bob re- reboot in New Orleans. So um, many of his uh, he was he was doing um uh, uh like uh, Fortnite streaming uh during his i guess it was an airbnb stay uh stay in new orleans and um yeah i I made one on a saturday out of all things it was uh, a couple hours before i had to go to work and i was like tripping out a little bit because um you know he's he's uh, he's addressing uh how it would be or i I actually asked about if he's worked with blizzard games um and that might not be right i don't think no the, the blizzard's warcraft um uh, Fortnite is um the all blown. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Um, if uh, if he had worked out um uh, some kind of deal uh with Epic um to try to get a um uh <laughs> um an emote for uh, Jeff Anderson's Randall. Uh, oh my God, and, that'd be great. <laughs> are you? I mean, I, and that's that's what I thought because. It is just too perfect. I mean, like I would, I, I don't, I don't care if they came out with a Dante. I'm not even supposed to be here today. House of Pain, fuck yeah, uh, jean shirt and Doc Martens with the jeans tucked in. I would start playing Fortnite and I would never change that. <laughs> that that's where I would be. Yeah, and I just, 
I think it's crazy that, like I said, that's kind of where we're at here nowadays. Like that's what, that's what competitive, competitive gaming again, used to be a social aspect. Now it is, it is nothing, but uh, it's, it's just a bunch of cats with a headset on sitting in front of a screen. I guess they're either talking shit or they're communicating. I hope they're communicating. I'd sooner, you know, I, I, I wish, I wish there was another component to this, but there's, but there's not anymore. And it sort of feels a little, a little empty to me because I really appreciate it. I mean, again, I've shook hands with people um, after taking an L I've shook hands with people after taking a W, you know, and, and, and like this didn't just stop in the nineties. This didn't stop whenever I was like of age, like, yeah. Um, I went to I went to community college and like I like I remember doing this kind of thing to like Marvel versus Capcom too. Like this shit didn't stop. Okay. Yeah. It, it's there's a there's a there's a divide that that um I, again a, a lot of young people won't understand because everything just comes straight to the console. Yeah. And and it's wild because there's there's um. There's something there, you know what I mean? There's a there's a there's a real integrity there to be uh, to be next to your opponent and uh, not be thousands of miles away to be able to say whatever the fuck you want. Like, exactly, that makes it so much easier for people to talk shit and all that is they don't have to look at you, you know. Um, and for that reason, and I'm not, I don't know, I don't really have much for playing online multiplayer anymore i just i don't i can't i have friends that want to play destiny or something in a clan and stuff and i'd rather just not play destiny than play with somebody which is bad it it, yeah i feel like the camaraderie's gone i feel like i don't know if you find a good group of friends they're just everybody's got to be too fucking serious about it you know and what if I just want to play a game for fun? You yeah. Know? But. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I have to go back because I mean, we're talking about it's, it's been what, just a little over a month ago, whenever a couple of us from target actually kind of campaigned, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, it was, <laughs> Oh, and that was the first time I jumped in and I had more fun with it than I did subsequently later. You know, like I tried to play that game later and it's like, fuck Fortnite, you know, but yeah. because we had three people we actually knew it was great. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, and it was at that point, like I said, you had to, at some point you had to look the, the person you were playing with in the face and you're like, Oh my God, like Jeremy built a fucking office. I like, built my like, office in the game. You built an office. This <laughs> and then I, built an office and and then I got poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That you, I mean, that, that, like, that is, that is so emotional. Um, uh, <laughs> if only it would happen for real. Um, what was I going to um, say? Yeah, please do. Oh, oh, my God. I don't – total side track here. Um, do you remember the Ernest movies? Yes. Do you think they would make them today? I think there's a whole bunch of movies from my childhood that I loved that they they couldn't make it today. Like the yeah. Ernest movies come to mind. Kindergarten Cop comes to mind. Um, oh, I could think of a lot more, but like Ernest and Kindergarten Cop are very good examples of what I'm trying to say. Like the stories are 
playable at best, but they're not very good stories. And uh, I don't know. I fucking loved them. I loved those movies, but I don't think that companies would make them today. No. Yeah. Because there was a lot of, um, I, I don't, I mean, it was super subtle, uh, but there would always be just a like, like quiet insensitivity, if you will. Like, oh yeah, uh, you know, it was just it was always peppered in in the eighties and nineties movies. And, oh yeah. Um, see, like, I, I, it's, 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 damn, it's weird that you bring that up because I actually watched a movie yesterday that I have like nothing but fond memories of, and and I I rewatched a good chunk of it. It was more than more than two thirds of it. And I don't know what movie that I watched in back in the day to be, <laughs> think, to be feeling and thinking so fondly of it. And this was a, uh, a, this, okay. So this was missing in action. It was a Chuck Norris movie. Okay. 19, 1984. Um, it was when, um, you know, they would pretty much take any sort of, um, like 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 strong male figure if you will and let's just introduce him into a situation where he can just we can surround him with like maybe one comic relief guy i mean this was this was making like this was making movies oh there's a hand there's a handful of them i could think of off the top of my head you know i mean van damme and seagal made a career out of it you know, yeah. we're going to implant yeah. these guys into a weird situation and let's see how they get out of it. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it's crazy because like I was like, Jesus, I've seen this movie, but I, I've seen it because I understand the premise of it. Like this is blood sport in Thailand with with machine guns yep. like like and the and the it, it turns, you know, like the like like in blood sport, you know, like I said, like, you know, or like you said about how. Um, like you're just you're just you're all you're doing is tweaking you're just tweaking t- tiny little like aspects of movies yeah. and you know i uh because i remember um okay so and another one that i've that i've just seen uh and again this is it's it's got to be around a super similar area or uh, sorry era i mean because your your earnest movies are are um slightly older i think they're probably 89 like 88 yeah. 89 like 89 there. to mid 90s i think i think Ernest scared stupid was like 93 or 94 i yeah. think yeah and he actually i think he made a made a movie uh, in the mid 90s uh that involved uh, uh i believe dunking a basketball but uh i i, I mean oh, like, jesus again, christ you're right yeah, yeah so i i mean and i only believe that i know that because i think it was bought for me um as a as as a meaningful gift but i i thought of it as just maybe the most appropriate gag gift that I had ever received in my life. Um, but I think <laughs> I can, I can picture the box art in my head. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. Continue what you're saying. I'm going to figure out what the name of it was. Well, you got the, I mean, you have to have the jeans and the top half down because of the gray shirt and the blue vest and the brown and the, uh, the, the tan, the tan, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, black strap hat. But I think of the running man, uh the the Schwarzenegger movie oh yeah where, where like <laughs> i mean where are you that's allowed? a stephen king story you know 
I actually, God damn, that's weird. I didn't know that, but it's, it, it's, mm. it's always felt like one. It's always, yeah. you know, like you ever, you ever get that like tingle that you're like, like, God damn, like I see, I like, I saw this coming. Like, like yep. that was kind of the feeling that I got from it, you know, um, yeah. without sure. it. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is now. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll uh, redact it later if I'm wrong, but like That's next cool. episode I'll redact it. The the movie we're talking about is uh Slam Dunk Ernest. Slam Dunk Ernest. Came out in 1995. You didn't even need nope, you didn't I, like you know because I already, I already have again, I have the um and again, uh, we'll talk about redacting. I'm going to go ahead and use the uh the acronym VHS uh hmm. like uh, f- like front box placard in there that i remember looking at it at a again redaction blockbuster video um I, I, and again like i said i my my maid hopefully has my hot tea ready and my <laughs> bag um because i could use some epsom salts and a uh I, I i mean again i'm due for a cup of tea but i just i again i I feel like, okay, I feel like, I mean, and this is full disclosure here. Darwin's Family Crust, we do a lot of time looking backward, okay? But we look backward on it because it's fond. And, and, it, and oh, it's absolutely. And it's warm. Um, we're going to spend plenty of time shitting on the future, I promise. <laughs> uh, but uh, there are going to be some things that we actually just ask you to look, just just bear with us. Bear with us for a minute. I want to talk about Pauly Shore and Encino Man for a minute, okay? Like, I mean, oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, I, yeah, we're, we're gonna, um, we, you know, we have to. We, we lived in a world where um, the girl that didn't know that Spice World actually wasn't made for the movie that she was actually. Um, did you read about this shit, by the way? Because yes, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the girl that, that didn't know that Spice World was made. I mean, yeah, I, I they were I, real I, people. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah, like I mean, who's David Beckham married to? Real quick, help her out. Anybody? Um, no, it, <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Like, I I think I got three of the five Spice Girls names. I know I got Spot. I know I got Scary. I got Posh. I got Baby. Um, um, Ginger. Yeah, Ginger. Yeah. Um, Ginger was my shit. I I I had that for you. I, I, I <laughs> that I did not need to be told that. I uh, uh, I had some embarrassing music tastes growing up, but Spice Girls were not one of them. But I'm pretty sure everyone our age had the Ace of Base album, The Sign. And if you didn't, you're probably lying. Yeah. Um. I, you know, fortunately, Jagged fortunate. Little Pill by Alanis Morissette comes to mind. I think everyone in the world had that. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, um, I, I, I did not own either one of those and, ah, and I know it is. And it's, it's, it's crazy because I, I do, I, I, there's an inherent fondness for both of those albums because, um, again, uh, you know, here we go. Darwin's family crest is also open to uh, international claim. So, uh, we are, uh, we are, we are fond of Canadian and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh Scandinavian, uh, dissented people that, that, uh, Find We're apparently our... Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> did you read? Did you read any of that? Uh, I. The, the original. Oh, or, yeah, two of the guys were like in a neo-Nazi band before Ace of Base, and like looking back, it's like, yeah, I can kind of buy that, but 
like who cares let the past be the past yeah um i i i guess i mean i sort of feel different about uh the lyrics i saw the sign now yeah I guess yeah anyway. like um <laughs> my goodness yeah oh yeah was it was that uh was that the same sign that was outside of the train in uh in auschwitz that's crazy crazy yeah. times for uh for for uh for people that were alive in 94 yeah a uh, lot a lot to sift through at this point um oh this episode felt like it was shot out of a shotgun primarily because i kept uh side tracking you but uh I don't know. I just I love wearing those rose tinted glasses of nostalgia, you know, like we could get into in future dalliances how I don't know the stupid shit we did growing up, which is kind of. I don't know, like at one point, I don't know how neither of us broke our arm. Uh, My brother and I found this old metal cane and climbed a tree. And proceeded to take turns swinging on the cane like a vine from a branch about 15 or 20 feet in the air. And the goal was to fall off of it in such a way that we would land on a solitary hay bale 15 or 20 feet on the ground. And neither of us broke our arm or face or anything. And Jesus Christ, what were we thinking? (laughs) Yeah. I, my goodness, I mean, I mean, we're, we're just, I mean, th- that is a super kettle for me because <laughs> I, I mean, like a lot of people think that if you live, if you have brothers and sisters, that your stories have got to be crazier than only children stories. Uh, <laughs> the, the, let's, let, let's, let's get our checklists out at this point. Um, I, I've, I've done, I've done some really stupid shit, uh, just trying to, um, be as nifty as my, as I think my imagination sees me as. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you remember the, uh, the heavy leather suit Ninja Turtle movies? Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. So we're talking like 88, 89 with the first one somewhere around there. Okay, so that puts me at well, let's go with about seven or eight because of my late birthday. Um, I had found uh, I I spent a lot of time uh, uh, at my grandmother's house, uh, largely because I had young parents and um, uh, they needed to work as much as they could in order to you know afford certain things. It's kind of like now only cheaper, um, but. I, uh, I, I, so I did a lot of exploring as a, as a young kid. So, uh, and I, I would say my least favorite turtle was probably Donatello because, um, he said the least That's amount of wild. Culture. That's wild. Yeah. That was my favorite. That's crazy. That's, in- That's interesting because I mean, I, I could, I could, I could, there was, I, I guess I looked a lot at the, at the weapons and I yeah. sort of looked down at the bow as being something that probably couldn't do a lot of damage. And, uh, I, I should, I, I should tell you that, um, after like, by the end of this story, you'll probably figure out that I have a new appreciation for, for the guy with the purple mask on. Um, but I, uh, I, my uncle somehow, uh, I, I don't know how, because he, we lived nowhere near, or my grandmother, she lived nowhere near, 
a dojo, but in his old room, he had this bamboo staff. It was probably six, seven feet long. And uh, anytime I could sneak it out into the yard, I would do so. Um, it's hard whenever you're four feet and you're trying to stick out, you know, sneak a sneak a staff down yeah. two flights. Of steps. It's it's it it has it has its barriers. But um, I picked a particularly unsupervised time and I snuck this this bamboo staff outside. So I mean, and I started with just like kind of you know practicing and parrying in the yard and that kind of thing. But I was like, you know what? Um, these turtles, despite their big ass shell that defied logic, they are doing a lot of jumps and moves and strikes and cuts. And they seem to be able to like lumber large, um, large encumbrances pretty easily with their weapons amongst them. So I thought it was a super duper idea to take this six foot staff, this bow, and I took it with me on a swing set. Oh shit! <laughs> Don't give this away if you see where this is going, okay? Because yeah. um, this has nothing to do with uh, my brief track career either. Uh, this was long prior. Um, but so I'm, I'm again, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm being careful. You know, I, I, I know where the, uh, the arms uh, of, of the swing set are. So I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm not doing anything that's going to get me like clothesline or anything like that. Uh, so I'm trying to keep the bow as straight as possible um, at different points. Well, at, that only happens whenever you're actually in control of the swinging that you're doing, because ultimately you have one, one arm on the swing on the swing. And then you have one arm on the bow. Yeah. And when one slips, uh, the other gives way. And at some point one slips before the other. And on the descent of probably my fifth, or 16th back and forth on this swing set the bow stuck into the ground under where i had been kind of using my feet to build steam on the height of my swing and so the bottom of the bow goes into the ground the top of the bow goes underneath my chin oh my god and it pole vaults me about eight feet over a wire fence oh my god (laughs) Flipped over the wire fence. I had um, a brush burn that that literally looked like a prison injury if I hadn't been nine years old or Hell eight yeah. old for about a month. Because I mean, you wouldn't think something that's made out of bamboo that is as slick as it is could actually dig into your skin. But I'm actually really happy that it didn't go through the bottom of my jaw because oh, man, yeah, I could have just I as easily. I would have a much different speech impediment than I would have grown up with. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I would have had it. I would have been the first like seven or eight year old with a trach. Um, Um, One thing, because there's not going to be a more pertinent time to tell this stupid story. But one time my brother and I, I'm pretty sure it was a broomstick and a golf club as our weapons completely thrashed my parents' uh, cornfield. We always had a little tiny farm garden thing, and we thrashed every corn stalk in their field. And, man, I cannot believe they didn't kick our fucking ass that time, but uh, they didn't. <laughs> and I love them for it. But, all right, we are probably going to get out of here for now because i got to do the editing yet tonight and get this online for everybody. So, uh 
Claudia Rod Demonstratum. I'm getting the hell out of here. What you gonna do? Uh, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna listen to the intro and the outro again. That is, uh, if not for me, um, still frame. Uh, given uh, uh, given the uh, the intro and the extra for Darwin's Family Crest. Uh, I am Derek, and you've heard Jeremy for a minute. And uh, I'm I gonna put the gonna... yeah, I'm gonna put the link up so you can get uh, capture the current on iTunes or Spotify and. Uh... I don't know. We'll see you next time. Body rot demonstrato. QED, girls. Cheers.